0: Call in at 303 690 3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: And good afternoon, everyone, and this is indeed Calvary Live. And so glad and blessed to be with you for this next hour. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor up in Greeley, Colorado, the Calvary Chapel here. And so uh, excited to be with you, and always blessed to be with you as you call in. uh, You have the opportunity to do that with this show. You just heard the number. You can call it 303-690-3000, and I'm ready to take your questions or your prayer requests. And so I'd love for you to be able to call in as we end the week here, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God uh, to get truth, to get clarity and understanding, to find comfort, and to be also to go to the Lord together as we Uh, take prayer requests, love to pray with you, administer to you in any way that I can uh, in this next hour. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Grab one of those open lines, grab it early, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, My prayer is that we bless you in this hour and be able to uh, minister to you in the most effective way. So I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado, up into southern Wyoming, and into some of the panhandle of Nebraska. Uh, Welcome. Uh, God bless you. Pray that you're doing well as you're ending the work week, maybe perhaps ending school. Uh, Maybe you're getting ready for graduation. This is graduation season. Uh, I know that UNC had graduation last weekend. Uh, CU in Boulder yesterday in the snow. CSU is getting ready next week, and high schoolers are graduating. And it is a wonderful time. But also, uh, as we start to show, I want to also pray uh, for those down in Highland Ranch and to keep those students um, in our prayers uh, here at at, uh, at Grace FM, uh, and to remember those uh, because of the STEM shooting that took place on Tuesday. And I was thinking about that because uh, it was um, uh, earlier, you know, um, in the week as we heard all these things taking place in Highland Ranch and at STEM school, and uh, it grieves our hearts as we see another act of violence that took place against our kids. And as it's Mother's Day this weekend, I want to pray for all the moms, uh, an incredible ministry that God has called you uh, to. Uh, and I was thinking about Hannah's uh, prayer and praise in First Samuel as uh, she had uh, Samuel as a child. She prayed for a child, and she said that, "'My heart rejoices in the Lord, and my strength is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation.'" But I want to pray for moms who are hurting. I want to pray for um, Ken Castilla, that hero that uh that uh, saved many of his classmates uh, I want to pray for his family, for his parents uh his mom grieving this mother 's day and uh to just pray for all those in the situation that is there. So if you would allow me to do that, uh, we want to. Uh, do that here today. And all those affected in Highland Ranch in Douglas County, all the students there, the parents, the staff, the first responders, um, and uh, lift them up in prayer. And we're praying here in Greeley for you. So Father, I do pray for uh, all those affected by th- that tragedy on Tuesday. Um, we just lift up the parents of Ken Castilla um, that uh, are going to enter into Mother's Day Uh, without their son. And we um, remember him, his heroic act. Uh, We are thankful for that, but we are also saddened by it. And Lord, I I just pray for your comfort upon them and for your strength and and for, uh, Lord, your blessing upon them in in the days ahead. And Lord, we also pray for all those uh, parents there uh, who have children that were wounded Uh, We pray for uh, the parents of those whose kids, because all of them were injured uh, mentally, um, as their school was invaded by evil. And Lord, I pray for the staff, the teachers, uh, all those who work there, who are a part of that school. I pray for the Highland Ranch community. Lord, as they gather together in all of Colorado, we gather with them. Uh, I pray for the first responders uh, that were there I thank you for their service I thank you for their bravery and I just pray that you be with them and and guide them we thank you for their training and Lord uh, we just ask that you would send those to bring comfort uh, I pray for uh, those that I know Fernando uh, Ortiz I pray for Gino and and Jonathan Geraci is so still going to be ministering this weekend Um, And I just pray for others, chaplains and the other pastors that are there in that area that are given a message of comfort and hope. So, Lord, we lift all this situation up to you. And I also want to pray for moms on this Mother's Day, that, Lord, that you would just be with them, bless them in their ministry to their children. And, Lord, I also want to pray for the moms who are hurting for their children. Um, I, I pray that you'd bring comfort to them. Um, that, Lord, that they would know that you love them and you desire to work in their children's lives and that they would look to you because you're always their hope. So, Lord, uh, we just commit this all to you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you for allowing me to do that. Maybe you got a prayer request. Maybe you want to pray for uh, your mom, your grandmother, Uh, those of you who have a mom that... Uh, you know, raise you in the ways of the Lord. And grandmother, I think about Timothy, how that's mentioned. Be thankful and be sure to to bless them on this Mother's Day. And thank you all you moms out there that uh, minister to your children in a godly way. And uh, I pray that you do have a blessed weekend. So welcome all of you to Calvary Live. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. We have open lines. I'd love to talk to you about the things that the Lord to bless you, to minister to you and um, also uh, i'd like to uh, give you another means you can call in for a uh, question or for a prayer request and that's a dedicated text line at 720-336-0897 that is for uh, texting uh, only so make sure that you're safe as you do that and let's talk about uh, the things of the Lord. I'm here to answer your questions and to pray with you as you give me a call and as you text in those requests. Also, want to welcome all those on the East Coast that are listening in on uh, Truth FM and Hope FM. Uh, you too can call it that number, 303-690-3000, or give me a text. And uh, i love for you guys to be a part of the show and uh, for you guys, we are so blessed that we can be a part of your lives as well. So um, we are looking forward to the things that the Lord has for us. Uh, I want to remind you that this Sunday that we are going to be continuing in the Book of Romans here, up here in Greeley. And so we'd love for you to come join us for that. We have three morning services at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. We're going to be talking about spiritual gifts. And the Lord desires to use all of us, In our spiritual gifts um, that he gives to us. He wants us to edify the body of Christ, to be a blessing to others, and it's so wonderful that he gifts us in the different gifts that are available for us as he gives according to his will, and then second of all, as Romans 12 tells us, according to his grace. So it's going to be a wonderful study. Come join us as we continue through the book of Romans, on Sunday mornings here at Calvary Greeley also, want to also let you know that up here in the Greeley area that we are getting ready for our park outreach on June the 3rd through the 5th. And so it is for our kids' vacation Bible school. We're doing it at Island Grove Park. And those of you up in Weld County in the Greeley area, you know where Island Grove is. is the main park where the Greeley Stampede takes place. And so we'd love to minister to your kids. Uh, We are going to have crafts and games and Bible stories, and uh, they're going to have a great time. It's from 930 to noon at Island Grove Park. You can register your kids online at CalvaryChapelGreely.com, and you can also come by the church and register your children as well. So we're looking so forward to reaching out. To this community, the love of Jesus Christ, we're going to be putting out door flyers and uh, throughout the community, and uh, we just love doing this. We've done it for the last few years, and sharing the love of Jesus Christ and the gospel message to our children, because they need that so desperately. They're not going to get it in the world. And we are going to to be talking to them. The theme is jeremiah chapter twenty nine verses eleven through thirteen. Those are verses that you're very familiar with, and uh many of you and It is that you know God has thoughts towards you, He has a plan for you, and he can be found by you as you call out to him and uh come to the lord and so that's a message that we're looking forward to giving to the kids at our park outreach again. June the 3rd through the 5th is coming on us quickly. We're all ready to Mother's Day weekend. And uh, you can register your kids from now until that time, 930 to noon, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So I'd love for you guys to be a part of that uh, as well. So give me a call. We have open lines. I know it's the end of the week. Uh, sometimes on Friday it gets to um, where we're busy and stuff, but I'd love for you to be able to call, and, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. So also that text number seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Give me a call to be live on the show Uh, today on the East Coast. You guys are a week delayed, but you can call, someone will answer, and we'll have that conversation, and then you can listen to it next week. And also, online listeners, wherever you're at throughout the country, you can call at that number, 303-690-3000. Let's go to uh, Charlie in Littleton. Charlie?
5: Uh, uh, Good evening, Pastor. Um, Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, Long-time listener, uh, last couple years, and I think I've gone through uh, biblical school listening to uh, the program. <laughs> so, oh, great! Um, um, yeah, I've um, anyway. The the issue I have is um, uh, I've been divorced um, from my first wife for over twenty years, and um, just recently uh, I received a text from her that uh, she got remarried. Um, that her ex husband is cheating on her and. You know, have expressed interest in the past about trying to re- re- reconcile our relationship. And I guess the, my question is, um, from the Old Testament, from Deuteronomy, about, um, you know, if you get divorced from your wife and she goes and gets married to um, a new husband and then he gets a divorce, they divorce, you know, to um, you're not able to get back with her, you know, because she's been defiled, um, I guess, uh, you know, I know Jesus came and uh, we're living, <clears throat> off, and correct me if I'm wrong, that we're living off the New Testament. Um, you know, Jesus, you know, in the Old Testament, it says we're, you know, we can't eat certain foods, but now Jesus made all things good, all food good. Right. Um, so what is the, as far as biblically and doing the right thing as far as biblically um, if I were to reconcile, would that be detestable to the Lord
4: well what I want to do is give you from first Corinthians chapter seven and um, you kind of touched on it we're not under the law uh, but the principles are there given to us in the Old Testament but I want to go to the New Testament because uh, they were asking questions about marriage and remarriage and divorce to Paul, the Church of Corinth. And the okay. situation was is that um, they were coming out of paganism, um, and paganism include immorality in their form of worship. But we see here that, um, that Paul, he's talking to them about being married to an unbeliever. He says that you keep your marriage vow, you're probably familiar with that. But then right. he talks about uh, reconciliation. And he says um, that you are to uh, not depart from your husband, a wife. Uh, uh, a husband's not to depart from his wife. And, and even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. So there is a desire for there an opportunity to be reconciled. Now, um, you talked about a divorce uh, that happened many years ago. Um and uh, your ex-wife uh, would remarry, and I I didn't quite get it. Is it that she's still married? Um, she's or... still married. <clears throat> and okay.
5: I, I would never, um, you know, try to do anything while she is still married. Um, yes. You know, obviously, I would wait until after she's divorced before anything is pursued. Um, you know, because that would be considered adultery. But right, um, it, and I guess and. I, it's... One,
4: I th- I think Charlie, what you need to do is just you're in a place right now of just uh, praying because there is biblical grounds for divorce, as Jesus gave in Matthew chapter uh, nineteen, that he said that um, in the case of of immorality, that um, you know they they were asking him the religious leaders about the divorce and. And um certificate of divorce, and he said that if you divorce and marry another, then you committed adultery, except for the case of immorality. But here's the thing: she's still married. You need to be praying for them, uh, and um, they hopefully can get some counseling. And then I would advise you that um, if, if things do change and you desire for that reconciliation, you know, and it is possible in the future. Um, right now it's not, but right. in the future to get some godly counsel, to go and talk to a pastor, because it's hard to, to go over everything in a five-minute conversation on the radio, and to be able to go and get godly counsel, to be in prayer, uh, to seek godly counsel and God's Word in that situation. So wow. he does he does leave room for, you know, remain single, um, until you're reconciled. Uh, she has married another, but she's still married. That's a situation that you find yourself in, and um, and to to be in prayer and to be seeking the Lord. So that's where you find yourself today. Uh, what's going to happen down the road? Uh, I would seek the Lord. I would seek God, godly counsel if things change, and kind of go from there.
5: Okay. So what would your advice be as... Um uh, you know obviously she did turn to me I, you know i i do feel she feels like she's she trusts me and you know i in reality i don't want to turn my back on her but at the same time i don't want her lead her away from something that could you know um no. could be an for, for her to hopefully work on her marriage
4: yeah you don't want to um um you don't want to um drive a wedge in that that uh, marriage, because um, they are still married, but the other thing is to advise her to talk to a godly woman, and um, she naturally is going to turn to you and um, you know and, and uh, your conversations should be in what god 's will is for you for her and for God desires for them to keep their marriage vows for there to be healing if that 's possible. But I would it would really encourage her, I don't know if she's in a church, to seek counsel from her pastor or to seek counsel from a godly woman that can pray with her and minister to you. So you're in that place of just kind of praying and encouraging her in the state that she is in. And then you need to pray about the state that you're in if God wants you to remain that. But right now, you're faced with the situation that you need to, to focus on. She's married, pray for their marriage, and, uh, and encourage her to get counsel, and for her to get counsel with her husband, and to be able to um, pray that there is reconciliation and healing that takes place in that. And that's where you're at right now. So right. you don't want to put the cart before the horse. And, well, um, you
5: know, I'm perfectly happy where I'm at in my life as far as being single, and I'm not looking for a relationship, etc. And um, the last thing I would want to do is, is bring chaos into my life, because— um You know, for the past four or five years i 've been focusing my life on um, having a relationship with christ and and um, yep. that 's my relationship i don 't need to fulfill my life with outside stress and outside chaos and so you know bringing this in the only thing is is that you know yeah if if there was a way I, in the future to be able to bring you know my grandkids, they have never seen their grandfather and grandmother. Uh-huh. Be in a relationship, you know, and uh, you know I think they would, it would, it would yeah. do a lot of healing in the family. But that's something mm-hmm. that would be in the future. I just <clears throat> I was a little confused as far as the scripture because I think reconciliation uh, for us to both heal and be able to forgive each other, and um, uh, if that would ever be an option biblically to ever happen, yeah. if you know, without. Yeah. Um yeah. being detestable. And to right now
4: right right now you don't know. And I, I would encourage you um, you know, to advise her to get counsel from a pastor, from a godly woman, to, to seek the Lord and then um you know, pray for him. And that's where you're at right now. So let's do that right okay. now. Father, I just oh, thank, thank you, so you for Char- Charlie calling. He I thank you that he's been listening and he's been growing in the Lord, uh, his relationship with you. And he desires wisdom, and and he doesn't want to be um, to where he uh, drives a wedge between his ex-wife and uh, what's going on with uh, her husband. But, Lord, we just lift up that marriage. We pray for reconciliation and healing and forgiveness. You know the situation, but, Lord, I pray you give Charlie just wisdom and that um, that his ex-wife would find godly counsel and a woman to talk to and that um, that Charlie would be one uh, that would encourage them to seek the Lord in every way. And I pray that you just be with Charlie as he, he uh, seeks you and give him peace and give him wisdom in the situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, amen. thanks, Charlie. Thank you Appreciate you, so much, you calling. Pastor. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thank
5: you so well. You as well. Thank you so much.
4: Uh-huh. It's, it's you know, difficult, but um, we'll be praying. Maybe you have a prayer request. Um, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call. We can talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to Jasmine in Fort Collins. Hi, Jasmine. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing good. You have a prayer request?
1: Yeah, I do. So... <clears throat> it's kind of um uh so my husband hasn't been able to see his daughter for the past year it's been since last May and um it hasn't been his choice unfortunately um before we were together he was you know with someone else and when she found out we were going to stay together me and him and uh she just decided not to let him see his daughter anymore so um We've been. Uh, we filed in court, and you know, um, he he had to, you know, do mediation, and he, he's been um, mm-hmm. you know, complying with everything that she's asked of him. Um, but mm-hmm. she she still doesn't want to work with him at all, and or or let her see he, um, his daughter. So uh, basically, I mean, it's been something that's been really hard on him. Um, huh. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, we, we ask for prayers at our church, and um, I'm really grateful. Actually, what what happened last year was that my husband was saved um, before he decided that he was going to stay with me, and, and so it was a whole thing. But this whole past year, you know, he was saved, and he was just growing with God, um, which I'm really grateful for because it's been, uh, without God, he wouldn't, I mean, I don't know. At first, he was really depressed, and thankfully, God's been, like, rock and everything but um right it's just something that it's like this month it's, it's a year and you know we want to get a lawyer and we were actually looking for a christian lawyer and still looking um but it's something that i think we still need god to guide us to the right lawyer we, we need um i just um yes yeah. god just continue to comfort my husband and everything
4: let's pray okay. father uh As Jasmine calls in with this prayer request, it is very difficult when a parent is separated from their child because there's a love and a bond there that is uh, so real and so strong. And I thank you that Jasmine's husband has come to know you and given his life to you. But, Lord, the sadness in his heart is real. And, Lord, you know the situation. You know everything that is involved in this. And uh, he hasn't been able to see his daughter for a year or so and I, I just pray that there be healing uh, there be um, reconciling there be forgiveness um, Lord somehow some way that you would work that because you can work that and I pray that you be with Jasmine as she ministers to her husband um, to know that there's always hope in you and Lord just as you made him a new creation as he come he came to you and he was born again that you make all things new and that you would make this relationship new because now it can be new in Christ. And Lord, I just pray that you administer to his daughter the things that you desire. And and Lord, uh, I just pray that you would just work in a powerful way, in an amazing way, uh, your comfort, your wisdom, uh, bringing a family together, uh, um, a, a daughter and a father And Lord, that uh, there would be that healing process that would begin. And so, Lord, we commit it all to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jasmine. You have a good weekend. Thanks for calling. And we'll be praying, okay?
1: Thank you you so much.
4: You bet. Absolutely. Very difficult today. And um, again, as we head into uh, this Mother Day weekend, uh, it's it a very difficult thing when there's uh, relationships with their children that are strained and and severed, and uh, we uh, are here to pray with you and for you, and and um, Christ can bring that healing and forgiveness that that uh, perhaps that you desire and want for you. Keep looking to Him, uh, keep seeking Him, and calling out to Him, uh, because He's a loving Father that loves us so much. And we have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. And we're the only people that really have the opportunity uh, to do that Um, uh, because we belong to him through Jesus Christ who died for our sins and rose again. So, hey, we have all lines that are open, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. Also, the text line is available for you, and i uh, love for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request, and uh, you can do that at 720-336-0897 and text in that prayer request, and as we have opportunity to do that, uh, we will do that. I'm going to go to a text question uh, right now, and one of the text questions that has come in is, do you have to be baptized in order to partake of the Lord's Supper or do you have to speak in tongues to go to heaven and and that's a very good question because um, that gets uh, confusing you do not have to be baptized in order to take of the Lord's Supper that is for the believer as we remember what Jesus did for us in this new covenant that we belong to Jesus said to his disciples that take and eat, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body broken, uh, and this is my blood shed for forgiveness of sin. And so that's why we take a communion. We come to communion, uh, partaking of the Lord's Supper, um, and then you don't have to speak in tongues to go to heaven. We go to heaven because of our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And um, there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation, I think, that it's interesting having a conversation with a lot of Christians, um, and particularly maybe on the radio show, that there are those who believe that they have to speak in tongues or they have to be baptized or they have to worship on a certain day in order to be saved. And listen, Jesus paid it all on the cross. He cried out, It is finished. And I hope that we understand clearly the gospel, and that is Jesus Christ went to the cross, died for our sins, rose again, And he did it all. He cried out, it is finished. And now we come by faith in him. We are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, is what Paul wrote in chapter 3. So we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back. Uh, we got a couple open lines. Grab it, 303-690-3000. We're going to take our only break here and be back in about 60, 90 seconds.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303 690 3000 or text us at 720 336 0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: So, you just heard those numbers that were given to you. So, give me uh, a text question if you want to, or uh, you can call in. Love to talk to you about the things that the Lord. This is Calvary Live. We are in the second half of the program and uh my name is jeff figs i host on fridays so glad to be with you on this friday evening so blessed that i can be a part of your lives so uh, we're going to continue with the phone lines um, and uh, we're going to take your questions and prayer requests so uh, when somebody hangs up there's an open line and i know that the lines are full right now but we got plenty of time uh, for you to be able to call in let's go to martin on line one in colorado springs Hi, Martin. Hello. How are you?
3: I'm good, and yourself?
4: I'm doing great. Thanks for calling today.
3: So I was calling about... So my my aunt is a Jehovah Witness, and on uh-huh. occasion when we meet up, she she gives us, you know, we talk about the Bible, we talk about, you know, God and everything, which is it's a very nice conversation. No one gets mad or nothing. But the other day she mentioned about the God the Father and God the Son, and she she confused me she she got she got me thinking what is what what it, it what it actually means like i believe in god is god god the father i believe god is god god the son and i believe god is god god the spirit but she said no the god is god the son but not god himself and i was just you know i don't know if i'm wrong i don't know if i've never understood this right but that's why I'm calling to see if you could give me some guidance and, and maybe give yeah. me some uh, verses on the Bible where I could read it myself and you know pray on God to give me the, the, the...
4: I yeah, think the key: me... yeah, absolutely love to, Martin. I think the key for understanding the Trinity, because it's a hard concept for us, is to understand that the Bible doesn't teach that there's three gods. Um, the Bible doesn't teach that uh, there's um, you know uh, that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are three separate gods, you go through, and I think a book that will help you is the book of Isaiah. It helped me, because in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah declares there's only one God. And there's only one God. There's no other God. Um, there's no other God before me. There's no other God after me, particularly as you go into chapters, and you can read that, chapters uh, uh, 40, um, 43, 44. Um, let me read to you from Isaiah 44. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Beside me there is no God. Um, he goes on, and those claims are made uh, also as you go into chapter 45. So all throughout Isaiah, that yeah, we see that the Lord says that there is only one God, There's no other God. There's no God before me or after me. So there's one God. But the Bible teaches that there's one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that's what we call the Trinity. And it's interesting, Martin, the verse that I read to you, that he says, I am the first and I am the last. uh, Who says that? It's said of Jesus. Jesus in the book of Revelation, as we're going through the book of Revelation, that he is the first and he is the last. He's the Alpha, the Omega. So we know that Jesus, he made claims of, of deity, uh, of being God. Um, we know that he would say that I, um, before Abraham was, I am in John chapter 8. The religious leaders knew exactly what he was claiming. He was claiming to be God. Uh, In John chapter 10, they were going to stone him. Jesus said, for what works do you stone me? And they said, not for any works, but you being a man, claim to be God. So Jesus is all throughout the New Testament. We see the deity of Jesus Christ, that he is God. And then the Holy Spirit is God as well. As we know from the book of Acts, uh, you can go to Acts, uh, I believe chapter 5 it is, Um, where, um, or chapter 5, let me find it for you. I'll pull it up here, where uh, there is uh, Ananias and Sapphira. And it is Peter that would say that uh, you have lied to God at at first, and then he said you've lied to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is called God. Um, So that's the Trinity. What happens is, is one of the characteristics of the cults, uh, Jehovah Witnesses, or the Mormons, is they deny the Trinity. Um, the Jehovah Witnesses say that the Trinity is a pagan teaching. Uh, they misrepresent, saying that the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit are three gods. Um, and so that's what they say. Um, you know, the, the uh, Mormons deny the Trinity. So that's one of the characteristics of the cult. So the, the Trinity is simply, we believe in one God, and God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, like you said. It's not three gods, but one God in in three persons. So does that help? Do you need some more um, clarification on that, well, Morton? Sort of. Sort of um, so
3: it's one God, three persons. Does it like? Does that mean that they're all connected together, or they're separate like identities?
4: like, for instance. See, 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 now you're trying to understand something that we can't fully wrap our heads around. There's only one God. I mean, you see it in the first chapter, in the verse first of the Bible. In the beginning, God Elohim—that's plural—created the heavens and the earth. Not that there's there's many gods, but there's one God. And then we see in Genesis, let us make man in our image, and that's plural. Um, and then also we see that in, for example, I mentioned Isaiah, that who will go for us was asked Isaiah. And and so you see pictures of the Trinity that are given in the Old Testament, but the Bible is very clear. There's only one God. You go through those verses, those chapters that I told you in Isaiah, but you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So one God and three persons. Um they are equal in essence in nature. Um and and that's where we kinda kinda uh you know, it's hard to explain it to kids in Sunday school. <laughs> and yeah. um and it it's hard for us to fully understand it. I just I, I don't try to wrap my head around it, oh, you know, too much where you know, it's one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And and that's where I leave it. And that's what the Bible clearly teaches, that um, we have God the Father. Jesus is God. He's the Creator. He's called the Creator in um, Colossians. He's the first and the last. Um, he uh, claims to forgive in the Gospels. There's all kinds of evidence of the deity of Jesus Christ only God can forgive. That's why the religious leaders were so upset at him. They they said only God can forgive. And and um, Jesus, uh, we know the Holy Spirit that He is God. Jesus said, "I'm going to send another, um, the Comforter, the Paracletus, uh, that's going to dwell inside your heart." So uh, we see the Trinity throughout um, the the Scriptures: one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay.
3: Okay. I wish I could yeah.
4: explain it better.
3: <laughs> it's 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 very like you said. I wrap my head around it so much because it got me thinking, and I think it spelled it the part where I needed to say no. It's the faith. It's, it's what 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 I believe in. And instead of trying to continue what I believe, I try to get scientific on it. And you know, sometimes there's just things that are unexplainable that only God can explain, and that is 100 percent true. So I know for a fact that what I read is the truth, and sometimes I don't need to go off and try to get a whole explanation yeah. of something that, you know, only God can yeah. explain
4: it. So, and, and I think that if you, you do study on the Trinity, it, it'll help you that, you know, as Isaiah says, there's one God. You can go through Isaiah we went through, and it's interesting. It's not just that, but uh, you see that God declares himself, um that uh, same thing that Jesus declared himself to be. Um, he says that I am he, I am the last, I am also uh, also the first. Um, that's something that Jesus claimed to be the first and the last. Uh, we know that he says, for I am God, there's no other. I am God, and there's none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand. So we see very clearly there's one God, from all eternity past to eternity future. And, and as you go through the scriptures, you start picking up how the, the Son is God and the Holy Spirit is God, and I leave it at that. Um, and the Holy Spirit is not a thing. Um, sometimes in the church you kind of hear the Holy Spirit is some kind of force, kind of like the force be with you or a thing the Holy Spirit is God, uh, the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Um, and Holy Spirit is called God in Acts chapter 5. Um, so very clearly the Trinity is explained to us, even though we can't fully understand it, because we are we got finite minds, and we believe in an infinite God. And uh, the, the cults wanted the characteristics, as I said, will deny the Trinity. And you know, the Jehovah Witnesses say that it's a pagan teaching, and um, that Jesus was Michael the Archangel. Uh, that Jesus was created, just as the Mormons believe that Jesus is the brother of Lucifer; he was created. They deny that he's eternal. So that's where you can tell a lot of um, you know the false teachings that come along is there's a definite, um, um, definite, definite uh, denying of the Trinity of Jesus Christ. A couple things, references, not only for you, Martin, but for others, that a good book, um, is a reference study guide, is... Um, Jehovah Witnesses is Ron Rhodes wrote, writes some books on Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons uh, that you can find in a Christian bookstore. How they answer a Jehovah Witness, how they answer a Mormon. You got Blue Letter Bible um, that uh, can be used as well. Um, and then also, uh, I got a book called The Kingdom of the Cults that Walter Martin wrote years ago. He's gone home to be with the Lord, but Ravi Zacharias. Uh, has updated that and forwarded it. And um, so uh, good study materials that will help you uh, be able to answer them. So, all right, Martin? All right, thank you Sound so good. much. Hey, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. God bless you. All right, let me see where I'm at with here. Good questions, because we get faced with those questions and and uh, it can be confusing or somebody can confuse you very much about the Trinity. Let's go to Lori as calling from Baltimore. Lori? Hi there. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
4: I am doing good.
2: Good? So um, I had some time to do some homework while you were taking other calls, and (laughs) my first question was about the fish gate in Zephaniah 110, but now I Uh see Nehemiah has some interesting thing in Nehemiah um, Nehemiah? 211. Nehemiah? Nehemiah, sorry. Nehemiah 2.11. Right. So So do you
4: um, have a question about the fish gate?
2: I have a question about all these gates, the valley gate, the Uh um, fountain gate, the the sheep gate. Um, Right. Especially, well, my first question was in Zephaniah 110, if you know it. Um, But then uh, I I just have questions about these gates. What What are they?
4: Well, I think that you got a good reference in Nehemiah chapter 2, and um, I would get a good uh, commentary on it or Bible study on it. Um, I remember going through it, but I'd have to go through and, and review it because you know, here he is, he's building the gates, um, and he mentions those gates, uh, the old gate. Um, you have um, the uh, refuge gate, you have the fountain gate, you have the fish gate, and all that. And I would have to go through, uh, you have the water gate, right? You have the horse gate, all these different gates. So I would encourage you to get a good Bible study, get a commentary, uh, Warren Worsby, a uh, blue-letter Bible that will go through those gates and tell you more about those gates. Now what I understand about the fish gate, and I'm kind of doing this by memory, um, is that the fish gate was where they would come and bring the fish in um, as they would bring fish in from the Sea of Galilee. Uh, that may be a, a simple answer to that, um, but uh, I'd have to go through and kind of review it. Now, on Zephaniah, you mentioned Zephaniah chapter 1, right? Yes. So, Zephaniah, do you know the background on Zephaniah? A little bit. Zephaniah um, was, yeah. yeah, he he was ministering right before... Um, the judgment would come on on Judah. I think if I'm correct, and I'm kind of thinking on the top of my head, um, and is that his contemporary was Jeremiah. And Sephaniah is interesting. I believe it's only three chapters, isn't it? And Sephaniah, he begins to talk to them about judgment that was going to come, he talks about the great day of the Lord. He uses that term, I believe, like 7 times in the 3 chapters. And so he's speaking about a near fulfillment of judgments going to come, and he, then he talks about a future fulfillment at the end of the times. So in Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 10, and it shall be on that day says the Lord, the sound of a mournful cry from the fish gate, a wailing from the second quarter and a loud crashing from the hills. And so he's he's simply talking about, um, in verse 7, the day of the Lord is at hand, and it shall be that the day of the Lord's sacrifice will punish the princes and the king's children. So one of the things about like Zephaniah, Isaiah, is they can kind of go back and forth, and um, he's talking about that judgment is going to come to Jerusalem because of their sin, and because of their idol worship, and by the hands of the Babylonians that would come in. And he says at that time it shall come to pass that i will search jerusalem with lamps so it's really kind of reading and putting it all in context um lori and um and then you can read about that fish gate uh, that was there in ancient times Uh, a good reference you said you were doing homework is nehemiah chapter 2 because i remember going through all these gates and i would have to go back and kind of review it Um, you can go to enduring word uh, that's a good commentary that will help you with all of that. Um, but you're really—what I'm impressed with is you're making the connections and um, that you're really looking at these things, and I want to commend you on that. But what is also interesting is Zephaniah uh, is looking down through future, talking about uh, the return of the Lord. And, uh, Lori, I did a prophecy update on New Year's Eve out of the book of Zephaniah, out of chapter 1 and then chapter 2, and I called it the Days of Zephaniah, And, and it's, a, it, it's maybe a study that you may be interested in in going on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, and listening to. But uh, yeah, all those gates are listed there. Nehemiah, as he rebuilt the walls, all these gates uh, had meaning to them. They were important, and they were built. And, and there was um, meaning behind the gates uh, in every way. So uh, where is the fish gate? in Nehemiah chapter 2. Did you find it, Lori?
2: Nehemiah chapter 2. It's in 2.11. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not in Nehemiah. Um, They're talking about other gates. It's not talking about the fish gate. It's talking about other gates. But the reason he was rebuilding all these walls and all these gates was because they were in ruins, and he, he wanted to establish... A place for the people to get to enter into jerusalem so different people enter in different gates based on different offerings
4: right it's like the sheep gate is where the shepherds would bring the sheep in so they had meanings and things like that and i believe the the fish gate is mentioned in verse three of nehemiah chapter two and uh so you know you can do that study it's a great study to do and um you know the the Nehemiah. What is interesting, and I'm going to give you not to bore you, Lori, but Nehemiah, um, when he went to uh, the king in Nehemiah chapter two, he asked to rebuild the walls and the streets around Jerusalem, which was um, part of the prophecy of Daniel chapter nine, the seventy weeks of Daniel. So you might want to look at that because when the command comes out to rebuild and restore Jerusalem until coming to Messiah the Prince man, there's going to be, you know, uh, 69 weeks that are going to pass. And so that's an amazing prophecy to make the connections also in the book of Nehemiah. So uh, the fish gate, uh, the sons of Hanasseh built the fish gate. They laid the beams, hung his doors and the bolts and the bars. So wish I could be more detailed to you, Lori, but I'd have to look at my notes as well.
2: Sounds good. Um, to me, it's seems like he's trying to establish a connection with people. But I guess I need to go into that. Like he's You're
4: you're, to... you're you're exactly right. You are on the right track because these con- gates were all connected, and um, and the church were to be connected, um, and there is that connection that is there, and and you see that as you go through it. So I think you're you're really starting to see things that the Lord is speaking to you. So keep studying, and those things will come to you, because there is a connection with all these gates.
2: Okay, sounds great. I'll go on your website, too, for your prophecy on New Year's. So um, thank you. Thank you so much.
4: And Lori, if you find something really neat, the Fish Gate, give me a call back, and I'd love to hear it and and see what the Lord showed you.
2: Awesome, I will.
4: All right, Lori, God bless you. Have a great weekend.
2: You too. Bye-bye.
4: Bye-bye. Love it when people are studying the Word of God. It's, it's amazing. You can never exhaust it. And I commend Lori. And we may think, well, what's so important about the fish gate and, and all this? She's making the connections, you know. There's a connection that's there. And, and the Lord begins to speak to you in these ways as these gates were connected and um, all coming together and the wall being built. And it's a really amazing study if you take the time to go through it. And these gates all had meaning, and um, how the Lord desires to work in the body of Christ. So uh, it's great to hear. Hope Lori calls me back sometime. Tell me what the Lord has spoken to her. Um, Dorothy has been waiting patiently in Larkspur. Dorothy?
6: Hi, Jeb.
4: How Um, are you? My
6: question is about intercessory prayer. I have a dear friend who's Catholic, and she's a very good Christian woman, and I would I would never do anything to jeopardize her friendship, but I was recently diagnosed with a health problem, and she told me that she was going to pray to the Holy Mother that I would be healed because she believes that the Holy Mother has healed other people through her prayers. And she said, and I believe in intercessory prayer. And I told her, I said, I know God will heal me if it's in his will but i you know i know that she's um she's not thinking the right way but i don't want to say anything that um that would jeopardize our friendship because i have shown her other things in the bible and it has changed the way she she believes right. and i mean i want to help her rather than hinder her
4: right and and i think that The Lord's going to honor your heart on that, Dorothy. Because I know, because I grew up Catholic, and I got and I I got family members, yeah, that are Catholic, and you know, sometimes they'll ask for a rosary or something like that, and um, you don't want to offend them. But um, we know, and, and you know, Dorothy, that praying to Mary, praying the rosary is a big thing. We know what the Scripture says is that there is one God and one mediator between God and man, that is the man Christ Jesus. That's from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. And I think that you can just, uh, without being combative, because you sound like you got a very sweet spirit, very gentle spirit, and you love your friend, and your friend loves you, and just wants to help in what she has known and grown up, because that's what they have learned in the Catholic Church is you can pray to Mary or you can pray to uh, St. Christopher, you know, is right. what I understood for miracles, um, the patriarch saint or whatever for this uh, different thing. You know, I've had people, uh, as I've ministered out in the community, uh, give me, you know, uh, here's a, you know, a, a chain from a, a a saint or something, you know, or St. Peter coin or whatever it may be and and sometimes you know i i'll graciously kind of take it and say thank you and say what you said that i believe the lord that he's the one i trust in and i would just just you know um the lord is the one that i go to and pray to and um you know as opportunity comes um, to just share with her that you know the Lord is the one that we go to he 's our mediator he 's so good, and I think go that ahead. you can do it in a way that doesn 't upset her or, um be combative and argumentative because you know that isn 't going to do any good oh no, and uh yeah, and but you can still give her truth um, yeah and Thank and you. you can do it with the spirit of gentleness and, and I hear it in your voice, and I think that that you 'll be fine with that and um, because that's what I do, my Catholic friends. I, I say, "Oh, thank you. I appreciate that you care for me, that you're praying for me." But just, will you pray to the Lord? And that's
6: exactly um, what I do too. Good.
4: Yeah, yeah. So and I one think one more you're... thing.
6: This sure. is for Martin, and this is very simplistic, but it's something that I heard a long time ago, and it was how do you connect the Trinity and you think about martin putting himself he can be an uncle he can be a brother he can be a father but he's still one person yeah. and that's how the trinity was explained to me each person in the trinity treats a different part of us
4: mhm yeah it's i've very never heard
6: simple but it helped me to understand
4: it <laughs> You know, I've never heard it explained that way. I've heard it explained from an egg. You know, you got the shell, the the white, the yolk. I've heard it. You know, with water, you got liquid, you got vapor, you got you know when it's frozen. I've heard, but I've never heard it in that way. And uh, it makes so that's sense interesting. And because
6: they explained that you're an aunt, you're a sister, you're a mother, and you yeah. treat each person differently.
4: Yeah, and you know, I'm a father. Uh, I'm a, uh, you know, an uncle, and um, you know, this it's interesting. So, um, but I'm one person. So, um, interesting. So I appreciate that. Okay. Well, God Dorothy, bless you. you keep being just gentle, and you know, just uh, with your friend, and just keep giving her Jesus. Keep giving her Jesus. He's a mediator, as much as you can. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You you have a great great weekend. Hey, you know, sometimes um you know, um we have friends that we love and they don't know the scriptures like perhaps you do and you can very patiently just help them and minister to them and point them to the word and and uh we can do that without being combative, without being um, you know, judgmental and and to Uh, speak the truth in love. And and I think that that's what, as we do, people will receive from us. And, of course, you've heard the saying. uh, I heard uh, a Calvary Chapel pastor say this the other day on the radio, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And we have the opportunity to give them the truth, and and I think they appreciate that. Um, So, hey, um, again, we're getting towards the end of the show here. And love to see you here. You guys in the Greeley area uh, this weekend for Mother's Day as we are going to be praying for moms. We're going to celebrate moms. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful Bible teaching, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock. Love to meet you uh, here and uh, love to, to minister to your children. We have a wonderful children's ministry, nursery, middle schoolers that meet. Um, and then on Wednesday nights, We're in the Book of Revelations. It's been a powerful study. So I just want to pass that information along. Also, our park outreach coming up June 3rd through the 5th uh, at Island Grove Park. I'd love to see you register your kids for that. So, hey, thank you, everybody, for being a part of the show. God bless you. Be sure to go to church this weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms that are out there.